Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Bigarito. This is Don Strauss. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Dr. Zamp. 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula. And I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. <laughs> Join us now as we talk Dolphins football. Or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, and I will be joined alongside Rich Van Zant shortly as we uh, welcome you to the much-anticipated draft special. Uh, and the Miami Dolphins certainly, uh, although not uh, extremely active, obviously, in this draft with only four picks, uh, had a very... Uh, exciting and active off season so we have a lot of things to address we will get into all of that of course the big uh move being made is the addition of Tyree Kill and um it's one of the bigger moves that's been made in the NFL in you know the history of the league as far as trades and, and things like that so uh that obviously brings in a very exciting standpoint um to this off season and as we uh you know look forward to going into minicamp, and it goes quick. I mean, it, it's here already. It seems like, you know, we were just basically uh, covering a Super Bowl, and, and now the draft is over, and, and before you know it, uh, you know, we'll be watching these guys in pads, and, uh, you know, it, it, it does come along very quickly. So as I mentioned, the Dolphins with four picks, um, a, a round three, a round four, and then two seventh-round picks. Uh, the big uh, name, I guess, uh, which is somebody that I'm pretty, you know, pretty excited about, is uh, their round three pick of Channing Tindall, uh, the linebacker from Georgia. So um, I, I think that 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 could be, uh, you know, somebody that it could really make an impact on this team. So um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that addresses. And of course, uh, you know, this this off season would not be fair to mention just the Dolphins because. There was a lot of moves being made, and the AFC has gotten extremely, extremely strong. The AFC West, in particular, and uh, you know, so we'll, we'll address all that. And um, you know, it, it's exciting to say the least, Rich. As the, uh, you know, we, since we last spoke, the Mike McDaniel era has begun, um, and. <laughs> You know, it, it, there's been a lot of a lot of movement, you know, and so it's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, like I said, we really had our draft before the draft, really, you know, with the trades we made, you know, Tory Kill and filling spots that you know on the roster were free agency. They did a pretty good job with that, actually. You know, they kind of addressed like the real glaring needs. They addressed offensive line, you know, got the best receiver in football, I think. And, uh, you know, they, they did a very good job of the offseason. I mean, what are you going to do with four draft picks? I mean, the third pick with the linebacker, I agree with you. I, I like I like the way he plays. But remember, he wasn't a starter at Georgia. No. You know, he was a, you know, he was a situational guy. 
So you right. know, don't get too excited. And I think the second well, pick. You want to go through it? <laughs> well, yeah, we, we're gonna, we're gonna, and we're gonna go through each offseason right. move as well. Okay. But you know, just yeah. to, just to start on you, you know, I mean, yeah, it's true. Not a starter. Um, you know, more situational on a very, very stacked team. Um, and that, that of course, being, you know, the one, the one negative, if you will, um, you know, on drafting him. But if you look past that, I mean, I, I think that, you know, uh, from all uh, reports, he's certainly a guy that, uh, you know, is going to be able to, to step up to that everyday uh, premise. And with this Dolphin defense, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for him to do that because they are pretty stacked in a lot of areas. Of course, the one area of need is the linebackers crew, but, but, you know, but that, but that may help him out a lot in that regard as well, because, you know, because the depth is there, you know, that's not the problem with the linebacker crew. I mean, the depth has been there and it continues to be there. So if you, if you take, uh, you know, uh, you know, Landon Roberts and and, and Baker, um, you know, Van Ginkle. Um, uh, I guess you could put, you could almost pencil him in, like right underneath that. You know, yeah. so if he, no, let's no, say no, listen, we don't, we have we have good linebackers. We don't have great. We don't have a great one. You know, we don't have a game changing linebacker. No, we haven't had that since '54 left. You know, that's that's the way it is. I mean. So if this kid can come in and help out, that, that would be great. But we still don't have the a game changing linebacker, I don't think. The one thing that I've heard on him is that he's a field from sideline to sideline uh, a linebacker, and he's got yep, you know I, I extraordinary. So and and the comparisons are to the last guy we've had like that, which is Zach Thomas. So you know, obviously, you know, if if. This guy can, you know, uh, put uh, put that kind of hustle, you know, it, it, it's a positive. Of course, I don't compare anybody to Zach Thomas until no. somebody, you know, plays like that. But, you know, certainly not a bad name to have mentioned in your company no. as you're being drafted. So I think we both agree, you know, you know, they did something pretty good in the third round for what they had to work with, and we'll see how it pans out. We've always said with these drafts, it's just so amazing. The mock drafts for nine months are just ridiculous, and... And none of them ever come to fruition. And then, and then all the grading and all that, it's the same thing. I mean, you just don't know. You just don't well, know. Don't, and anybody well, who says the they do is know ridiculous. is ridiculous. The, the grading now is ridiculous even more so because they're not allowed to, to you know, to, to basically to downgrade anybody. You know, they can't. They got to praise everyone. They don't. They don't criticize these players like they used to. You know, remember when Kuiper went on rants and stuff? And you don't get that. Everybody's great. You know, they draft somebody fifth round. Oh, this guy is such upside. He's, uh, he's over the court, middle, uh, tight end. You know what I mean? They go on and on and on about everybody. You know, and I understand you don't want to criticize a kid that's 22 years old, but you can't praise everyone either. You know, it's not participation awards here. You know? yeah. it, but that's completely out the window. Yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> they just blow smoke about everybody. So the, so the Trev, Trev Alberts, <laughs> that, that's gone. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that yeah. no more. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't, you don't yeah. see those rants anymore, you know? No. You really don't. <laughs> now, you that, know, that it, it, 
Yeah. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, is, is it safe to say the Skylar Thompson era has begun in Miami? Is that a safe statement? Can we do that at this point? I got to be honest with you. Know, look, I don't, I, look, I don't know Skylar Thomas. I never heard of this guy before the draft. But let me tell you something. I think I'd be better off taking a dart and whipping it at the best oh, head available, and it would be a better pick than this guy. I mean, oh, this guy's boy. never going to be a center other than the preseason. I mean, give me a break. What, what a you waste sound, of a pick. You think so? You sound like Sal Marciano. What did he call Ken yeah. O'Brien? Yeah. Ken Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> Ken <laughs> Ryan, so, yeah. Something like that. Um, okay, so. I mean, so the, I mean, what, a, what a waste. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I don't know anything about Skyler. I don't know what kind of quarterback he is. I didn't watch one that. Yeah. Well, I guess he's going to be your practice squad quarterback at least. Um, So uh, the Dolphins take Channing Tindall from uh, Georgia, as we said, and then in the fourth round they take Eric Ezukama. And uh, from what I've heard uh, on him, um, very big and, uh, you know, the kind of guy um, that I think Mike McDaniel – would like to utilize as like a Debo Samuel type role, um, and yeah, he's a you know, back also I heard, yeah, uh, kind of, um, kind of reminds me of a guy that wore a captaincy that we lost to the Raiders in Matt Collins. So uh, you know, I, again, did I mean, hear, I, I don't did know. You the, did, you hear the, did you hear the one negative on him? No. <laughs> oh God. It's one of my favorites. Oh boy! Drops, drops many balls that should be caught. Well, we've heard that before on a lot of our picks, right? Who was oh, the one that you? Who who was the one that you that, that that was the knock coming out that you always were harping on? Who was that? Oh, yeah, it wasn't Devontae yeah, was Parker. Like, it was no, somebody no, it was big though. Yeah, it was somebody big that we was a bust that we had. He couldn't catch anything. Remember, the, everything the, he dropped. The, I forget who he was. He was a high pick. Yeah. It was a high pick. Yes. And and and, and apparently it was uh, just drops a lot of, drops a lot of balls yeah. in the open. Boy, that's, something ridiculous. That's what I want. Yeah. To, yep. to, to that, I don't remember exactly who it was, but you, you had fun with that one for. But it was like right around that era, you know. Was yeah, it, it was. No, it wasn't Gibb. It wasn't Gibb. It wasn't Gibb. It was right around that era, though. Yeah. Yeah, somebody after that. <laughs> and, and that but was I've the always learned something. <laughs> if you can't catch in college, you're not going to be able to catch in the NFL. It's yeah, for the most. That, that is for, unfixable. Really for the is. most part. Might have been like a Patrick Turner or somebody. <laughs> somebody. Like that. And that, yeah. That that was on that was on the uh, on the Mel Kiper board. That was, we we were yeah. watching the draft. We were watching it live as it came in, and yeah, the knock. Yeah, A lot of positives, <laughs> but the one negative is uh, yeah. it drops a lot of balls. So yeah, there's that's that. Right. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, in round seven, uh, you get another linebacker in uh, Cameron Good. And that's uh, uh, from Houston. I think we got that pick from Houston via New England and Baltimore. <laughs> so with that seventh <laughs> pick, <laughs> maybe composite, you get Cameron Good, who's a linebacker from the University of California, Berkeley. And then, of course, we round out the draft in round seven with Skylar Thompson, 
the uh, accredited quarterback from Kansas State. So uh, that's your Dolphin draft for 2022. And, um, you know, uh, I think that there was some some talent in this first round. Um, I, I said earlier that the one thing with this year and all the acquisitions, which we're going to break down, is that the AFC got really good. So every team got got better and significantly better. And so that's going to be a major factor going in here. That being said, um, I thought the Giants probably got the best player in the draft in, in uh, Kayan uh, Thibodeau. Um, you know, just from an outsider standpoint looking in, um, I, I think that's a guy that – that probably could have went one, and uh, you know we'll see. Because and the reason why I bring that up is because you know the Giants with their two Super Bowls, and that's how they've done it. Um, and you know having that kind of a pass rusher there, um, it's going to be interesting to see how that translates. Um, whereas the Jacksonville Jaguars took Trayvon Walker with the first pick, so they went defensive end, and there was basically what uh, four, th- three defensive ends taken in the first five picks. So it was it was the year of yeah, the like, defensive edge rusher, you know. Like Fourteen in the first two rounds, or something. Yeah, something which like had never happened. Yeah. And, and, you know, and yeah. Let's be honest. How many how many of these guys are going to be busts out of fourteen? You know. Yeah, like there's it's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot, and that's why I say you know nobody really knows anything. Um, uh, so. You know, I don't I don't know how this translates. Um, and and but while we're on it, you know. The Jets were very, very prominent in this draft. And, uh, you know, three picks in the first round. They take Sauce Gardner, and that's the Cincinnati, I believe, cornerback, which was in some people's boards the best corner. And then you have – then they take uh, Garrett Wilson, which was the wide receiver. Um, You know, uh, so I ask you – you know, how much better did the Jets get? Uh, you know, I know they were very – they're very uh, highly impactful as far as trying to make a trade for Debu Samuel, and it just – they San Francisco just wouldn't give him up. So they went after him the hard. I, the uh, way I, look, I think the Jets' draft picks, highly overrated only to say, like, when you have that many of them that high, it's pretty hard to screw it up. But, you know, if anybody could, you know who it is. You know, let's be honest. Like, yeah. They got a cornerback. Okay, great. Is that going to change the scoreboard? No. The, the second pick? Yeah, they got a, good, a very good receiver, you know, coming out of college. They have no quarterback. So I don't see that being an impact. And the other two guys, I, I think they struck out of one and the offensive lineman's decent. So I don't think they did that great. I, I don't see it as being this, this, you know, monumental, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers Ford Hall of Fame draft like they're trying to make it out to be, you know? Yeah, because they certainly are, you know, bringing it pretty heavy. And that's why I asked you, because I know you, you love to follow these wide receivers. When you look at the Jets' history, right, the way they screwed up over the years and over the decades, I mean, anything's going to look good the day after the draft. You know, when you're, when you're looking back on their past history, look no further yeah. than Zach Wilson last year, you know. Well, well, that's un- listen. I don't. I'm not a big Zach Wilson guy, but that's unfair because that's still unproven. That's still unproven. So you can't really go there yet. It's I'm telling you, stu- write it down. Not, not a great quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't think he is either. And I think ultimately, I think ultimately that's what's going to. 
be the deciding, you know, factor here is that, you know, I think you need quarterbacks. And, you know, we're going to discuss where we fit into this as well. But you need to have a quarterback. And when you look at the quarterback talent in the AFC, it's outstanding, especially in the West. And, you know, so that, that that's going to be that's going to be the deciding factor on, you know, what what is good and what is not good. But that being said, I know you're big on, you know, you can't change the scoreboard with corners, but, you know, you certainly can build, you know, championship teams with that bona fide corner. And there's, you could see that just in the last – few years of Super Bowl winning teams. I mean, right back to the Rams, right, with Jalen Ramsey. I mean, uh, you know, um, obviously that's a big piece of the puzzle. Now, they do have some of these other, you know, things. So at some point, you know, drafting a corner like that, you know, is a big deal. I mean, it just is. I, I know you love to have – I mean, they did it with Revis. They had success there. Um, you know, corner, you can't just push that aside because it's a corner, Rich. But look, Pat, I'm just going to tell you when you when you have more holes than Swiss cheese on your team, you need people that can change the scoreboard. You need skill position players that are going to do something to impact the game immediately. That's great to build a team. Like you know, like I said, I think dropping corners is the the way the GMs keep their jobs longer. Is like, oh, we're building something here, and then they go slow and slow and slow, and then they go defensive tackle, offensive line, and they never win. And then you know they get to the five years and they get fired. So you know that's my opinion on that. And, you know, when you have that high of a draft pick, if you can't get a school position, I think you trade for another year and you wait until you can get one. You know, there's, I'm not, not impressed by taking a corner in the first five picks. I think, I think it's a cop-out. It's like taking an offensive lineman there. You can find those guys later in the draft if you know what you're doing. Two of them went in the first five, though, again. Uh, you know, you did have Stingley going in the number three as well. So. Yeah. Look at the teams yeah. that take these guys all the time. Do they ever win yeah. championships? Very rarely. You know? Yeah. You know, I think you have a point as far as that goes. I think you have a point as far as where you're taking these guys. And yeah, I, I wouldn't want a corner in, in, in the third or the fourth either. You know, you I guess no, unless it's Deion Sanders. No when you have no talent and skill positions, it, it's great when you're good. You take a guy like that, but when you have no talent on the team, as far as you know, guys that can change the score, you can't keep taking the guys that build the team. That's not how you do it. You build it from. The star is it. You don't build it from from the, the pieces of the puzzle out because your your hope is that you're never this bad again. That you're not going to be in the top ten. Yeah. So when you're in the top ten, you're going to take people that really could change the whole franchise. You don't take Sauce Johnson or whatever this guy's name is. You know, I mean, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll take somebody's receiver. Out of the game. <laughs> you know, <laughs> come on. <laughs> They're going nowhere fast. They're going to be in last place this year, next year, and the year following. So, you know, good luck to you, White. Pat Catello would like to send his apologies to the entire <laughs> Sauce Gardner family right now and let them know that the views on this show are not necessarily <laughs> the views of the host. <laughs> Quick break. <laughs> right back after this. Hey, this is Dan Marino. You're listening to the Pacatello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. 
Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Catello. Welcome back, Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Back at Tello Rich Van Zant coming at you for the 2022 draft special as the NFL season, uh, in, in a lot of ways, has begun. And just a reminder you can catch us on uh, iTunes, uh, catch all our latest episodes delivered right to your phone. Just go right to iTunes, you can subscribe and go right to the iTunes store and get any past episodes as well. You can send us any questions or comments that you have the Pat Catello Show at yahoo.com. So, Rich, we were talking about uh, the Jets, obviously, and, and staying in the division. Uh, be remiss without at least mentioning, before we get into all these Dolphin moves, um, the New England Patriots, another extremely strange draft. I say this because I've always said, and I still stand by this, and I think I'm getting proven more and more, I don't think Bill Belichick is a great drafter. I don't think that organization's great drafter. People say, what, are you crazy? They won 16 uh, you know, division titles. They went to nine Super Bowl. What are you, nuts? Listen, a lot of that team in the beginning was built by Bill Parcells. You can say whatever you want. Look at that Super Bowl roster. They were all Parcells picks. 
almost all of those stars were from Bill Parcells, okay? Then after that, I think an entire amount of that goes with Tom Brady. And the success that they had there was added by free agent guys, the Randy Moss, um, the, the Revis, whoever came in there, those running backs, all those running backs they added at the end of the year, for, they were not drafted. Those guys came at the no. end. They came, you know, they, they yep. free agency. They did very good. Belichick does very good in free agency. Teams, people want to play for him. A lot of times he gets guys that don't behave properly in other organizations, and they get cut and he adds them at the 11th hour, or they'll take one-year deals to play there to get a ring. So he's made out very well there. But as far as drafting, you go all the way back to the Kyle Brady era. I don't think it's great. And I think that this was a really, really weird one. Obviously, you had the, the, the big Sean McVay video clip, right? Because the, uh, the, the, the Patriots select Cole Strange, who's a guard from Tennessee, right? Who was, according to McVay, they had him 98th on their big board. And he found it hilarious and doesn't understand why they would take somebody that high of his caliber. I don't know Cole Strange. I have no idea. This guy could be the next John Hanna. I'm not, I don't know. But I can tell you that that's just strange, right? And then, and then, then they draft the quarterback in round four. You, and I don't, yeah. you got to explain that one to me. I mean, you, you know, you just drafted Mac Jones, and I don't understand that. Like, is that a, is that a, a mind game? I don't understand. They claim, it. a, they, they, they claim it's a Brian Hoyer replacement. You're drafting a Brian Hoyer replacement in the fourth round? I mean, the fourth round is not, you know, it's the fourth round. I'm just telling you what they said. They think that it's Brian Hoyer is going to play one more year and this is the backup. Yeah, I believe it. So you draft this guy in the seventh round. I I just don't understand it. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So we'll we'll see how that plans out. I had to mention it, though. I had to mention it. I'm not condoning it. I'm just telling you what they were saying. That's all. Yeah. I'm hearing them trade bait. Trade bait? This is the trade bait? <laughs> well, it seems you're going to need – I don't know. seems very strange to me. It just seems like a very strange, strange move. Your son can trade him when he takes over. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We will see. And then, uh, listen, i, I got to mention it because you probably jump out of your socks, but Pittsburgh obviously has their hometown boy, Kenny Pickett, fall right into their lap. I mean, right into their lap at 20. Two it years just, in a row. Two years in a row that, they get the player yeah, they yeah. want without moving. It just Amazing. bothers me in this sense. This is what bothers me. I've said it before, and I believe that the two best organizations in football are the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots. I hate to say that, but they've been, for the last 20-something years, easily the two yeah. best. And yeah. both of them lose their Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and both of them, have an opportunity. I say opportunity because neither one of these guys have really done anything yet. But the fact that Mac Jones fell right into Patriots' lap last year and now Kenny Pickett, what that does is that gives them a chance at a franchise quarterback without having the first pick of the draft, without having a you know, super high pick, without having to trade like crazy. If these guys don't pan out, they don't pan out. It's not like they lost the world on it. You know, this isn't yeah, like drafting like, Ryan right. Leaf. It's not like they, yeah. Right. It's not like, you know, they were horrible last year and they're picking in the top five and they swung and missed. You know? Exactly. This guy falls and, to 20. And it's who they wanted anyway. 
That's yeah, the sad part. You know? That's what bothers me the most, is that they get a chance to try out and, and roll the dice with the guys that they want and have a chance at another franchise quarterback that easily. I mean, I'll be honest with you. You know, Kenny Pickett, Mac Jones, Tua Tagovailoa, is not a lot of difference as far as rolling the dice, right? Not a yeah. lot of difference. I mean, who knows? Uh, you know who's going to be. I said, I said it all year. This kid can play. This Pickett. I said he was so. the best quarterback coming out of the draft, and he was the only one taking him in the first round. You know, right? I, and the fact that they know, get him landing throw, right there. Throw forty-two. Yeah, you'll throw forty-two touchdowns. And, and throw them like he did and not have talent. And I don't want to hear about the size of his hands. The guy's throwing bombs. Yeah, you know, I, you know how I feel about that nonsense. I know. Yeah. Just that, absolutely. Come on. Yeah, he two gloves. Don't forget the two gloves. Perfectly. Yeah, I know. Don't forget the two gloves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, he's you been know, doing I, it. I was so aggravated that he fell to them. It really yeah. gave me a headache on, you know, on Friday. Yeah, and and that and that's my point too. And like I said, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not building a bust for either one of these guys, but just the fact that they're able to to get these guys for you know for a song yeah. uh, aggravates me. Exactly, it does. Much too easy. And like and last year with Pittsburgh, they, get, they wanted you know the running back from Alabama, and he fell right to them too. You know, it's unbelievable. Yeah. They needed that, and it fell right to them late in the first round, which was idiotic. You know. Najee Harris, yeah. ridiculous. You know, yeah, we're looking no, for a for 20 years, and then one just falls to them like that, you know? Yeah, no, I I, I, I agree. I, I definitely have to agree with you as far as that yep. goes. Okay, so as we mentioned, Miami Dolphins, uh, very, very active, uh, to say the least, um, this off season, And uh, – we're going to go over it all, and we're going to see, um, you know, where this uh, basically all falls. And the, the first, the first signing, if you remember, um, they signed the tackle, Teron Armstead, uh, which you know I, I thought was a pretty strong first offense uh, off-season move. Um, you know, this yep. was somebody that, as you said, was going to tie up their uh, their offensive line. Um, and, uh, you know, left tackles, you know, not, uh, you know, the, you know, they're tough to come by in the league. So, and we've had problems on that line. So I like that right off the bat. I thought that was a great signing. I'm assuming well, I you agree. Too, but, you know, to, yeah, I, I love the signing, but remember, we still have a problem at right tackle and we need a right tackle more than a left tackle with Tua. Yes, but, you know, I think... A lot of times, these guys they just basically um, they don't even they don't switch it. I was looking at all the lefties, and they never have their best guy on the on the right side. Anthony Munoz Which is really was never on the, street, that side. Right? Isn't it yeah, I, I looked at the Raiders. I looked at the Raiders with Stabler, right? And you know yeah. Upshaw, they they weren't on the 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 right side either. So you know, strange. I don't know why. Um, but or you know they just are shell. I mean, it just seemed like you know they don't move them for the lefty. So I don't know, you know, what you take it at. But yeah, I, I understand what you're saying as far as the blind side for Tua. But I think you just got to build your line, and and if you could get a tackle like that, well, hopefully, hopefully, you know, we have a new offensive line coach too. 
you know, hopefully this will this will be an improvement this year. You know, because we'll, don't well, we yeah. have some, have... Yeah, some yeah. issues there. You know, and I think the coaching had a lot to do with it too. You know. Yeah. It does, but you know these are players, though. I mean, you coaching all you want, but you know you get a guy like this, Richard. This is a big signing, big signing. Well, no coaching. Really you no, know, it's a good sound. I'm saying, but I'm saying the coaching too helps. You know the cohesive offense at the line. And I don't. It does. I think we were sloppy. I don't think ridden. It, you know what I mean? It and does. I don't think we were cohesive. Yeah. And I think that I has agree with you. Coaching. I agree with you. It definitely does. Now yeah. the next thing that they did was they. Uh, Signed Xavier Howard to a contract extension, and uh, you know I know how you feel about you know the complaining and and everything that's been going on. And um, well, he was the highest paid quarterback for three days. Yes, he got what he wanted. Yeah, he got. I mean, he got what he wanted. He got a lot more basically guaranteed money, um, and yeah. you know they appeased him. And you know, um, yeah. Well, for three days. Now he's not. Now he's the second highest paid quarter, so he's probably not happy again. Well, you, you hope not. I mean, I, this has been a dragging issue that we both have complained about. He's a top corner in the league when he's not complaining. When he's not happy, it becomes very ugly. So we'll just leave it at that and see, you know, where this kind of goes. Um, the next move they made was they made a trade they for the wide receiver. They better make a contract with him with pencil, you know. Yeah. yeah. The next move they made was they traded for Tyreek Hill. And obviously, this shook the football world. This was a huge signing, yep. um, one of the bigger names to you know to move uh, in a long time. Um, it was expensive. There's no doubt about it. Um, they gave up a lot for him, and they made him the highest uh, paid in in history. I'll tell you something though: giving up picks in this draft is a home run because I don't think this draft is that good. You're not getting anybody near that caliber of a player in the first, second round this year, you know, where we were picking. Not even coming close. So what we did with that trade, it's a home run because this isn't a star-riddled, you know, draft here. No, uh, you're right about that. It wasn't just for this year, though. So, you know, we gave up the two picks this year. We didn't give up really anything next year. We still have our two picks for next year in the first round. Yeah, what what did they give up? They gave up uh, uh, basically. We gave, um, we gave, they gave up a, a first round pick, uh, the late first round pick, a, right? A, a and second, right? And and then we have two first right, rounders next year, right? And then a uh, a fourth round for twenty three, and a sixth something round like or something that. like that. Yeah, something like that. And I think we got one pick back. Back. Yeah. I think we so picks or five picks, I guess, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, the and then made him the highest paid in history. So, yep. there's that. Yep. Um, I, I always liked Tyreek Hill. Uh, you've come along more now. You're calling him the best receiver in football. Um, obviously, the guy is a playmaker, and he's extremely explosive. Yeah. Um, this will really, you have, you have offensive weapons like crazy. It's going to be real interesting to see. I mean, basically there's no excuse now for, for your quarterback. I mean, Tua has to, has to shine, right? I mean, he, he, uh, 
you're only as good as your quarterback. You, you'd love to say that with Zach Wilson. Uh, the same has to be said here. And I guess we're going to see how this all plays out, right? Yeah, and like There's, I said, you know, I think Tua was hamstrung by the coaching last year to an extent, and I think his rookie year too. When he got healthy last year, he did run off seven in a row. I mean, yeah, okay, we played one bad game, you know, that would have probably got us in the playoffs second to last week of the year, but he beat the Patriots twice. You know, so, I, you know, I think with, you know, with all these weapons and new coaching, I think he'll be okay. I think he's going to yeah, have well, a very good year. Yeah, well, I would I'd say he has to be okay, more than okay. I yeah. mean, this is, you know. Yeah. Well, you got to turn him loose, know, too. Let him run a little bit. You know, turn him loose. They, he yeah. was handcuffed this first few years, you know. No doubt. Very ugly situation for the kid. There's no doubt about it. And this yeah, is I mean, a fresh start. The abuse and, that he took, the abuse that he took for – Playing above averages, I've never seen anything like it. You know, yeah, I really haven't. You know, you know me. I wasn't a big tool guy going in with this. You know, but you know, I've seen a lot of bad quarterbacking since thirteen retired, and he wasn't one of them. Okay, now they re-signed uh, Emmanuel Ogba, and I thought that, that was a nice move as well because I think Ogba is one of the better pass rushers in the league. Um, so I was very happy they we, did I that. We were both worried about that. We were both yes. worried that they're going to let him walk. You know, yeah, I thought he was going to go. I thought he was going to yeah. go. So that's why I was very, very happy um, yeah. about that. Now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you might want to uh, turn your volume up here because the next move they made, and I, I mentioned we lost Matt Collins to the Ra- Raiders. Uh, we also lost uh, Jacoby Brissett to the Browns, but we replaced him. And the quarterback that we replaced him was none other than Teddy Bridgewater. And I say this because if you remember, Bridgewater came in and the first con- first press conference that he had basically said or or didn't say that he was there to back up Tua. He said he was almost said that he was promised to, to compete for the starting job, at which point oh, Mike boy. McDaniel, I believe, the next day immediately dismissed that and, and put that to yep. bed. But, you know, I don't know what that was all about. I don't know either. Yeah, you know what? good sign by Mike McDaniel for sure. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is a huge upgrade from Jacoby Brissett. I'm surprised Jacoby Brissett lands anywhere. I'm shocked the way he played. Yeah, he, he went like, quick wow, to wow, the Browns. It's the yeah. Browns though, and I don't know what they're doing. Baker Mayfield is still a Brown at this point, so I don't know what they're doing over there. I mean, that's, is there a spot for him anywhere? Is there a spot? For him? I, the only spot that I could think of, Rich, is is Seattle. That seems to be the call. I mean that that seems to be what I, where I think he will land. I mean that seems to be the the most logical place. They don't really but, seem like they're you know uh, burning the bridges to get him here. There you know. They don't seem like they're burning the bridges to do anything. They seem like they're in a rebuilding state. I don't know what they're doing out yeah. there. And but I, I really a coach at seventy five years old. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean I guess. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Oh, you get a Peter, who's 88? Well, what are you building? They rebuild quick now, these teams, when they want to, though. When they want to. I guess. Okay. Uh, Alpha's making another big weird, move. What do you think the weirdest, what was the weirdest trade of the weekend, you think? The weirdest trade of the weekend was, uh, yeah. I, I was shocked. I was, I was shocked. And you could, if you're, if we're talking about the same thing, if you're talking about Brown, uh, uh, Mike yeah. Rabel was, was visibly shaken he up. I out. thought. He yeah. Flipped out. Yeah. He, he got up like, Oh, I thought he was going to break. I was going to do it at WWE. You break the chair over somebody. 
you know? Which I don't really understand. I mean, first of all, it, 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 it says a lot. Because Mike Vrabel is one of the top coaches in the league, and it shows, I guess. They're not listening to him. They're not listening yeah, to him Yeah, I mean, it, it, it shows even yeah. there uh, the, control, the power that he has is not as substantial as we, we might have thought. That's the first thing, yeah. right? And then secondly, um, you know, to make that to make that move uh, is a little strange in the sense that, you know, that's a team that it's obviously you would think is, is on their uh, last – Big try to win the Super Bowl. I mean, they laid an egg last year, uh, you yep. know, in a very good opportunity. So now you would think that this is like their last hurrah. Aging quarterback, they get rid of a top, top wide receiver was very strange, right? I couldn't believe it, uh, you know. And then they drafted another receiver that looks like looks like Brown, but, you know, who knows, coming out of college. Like, he physically resembles him. But, you know, he's not going to step in and be as good. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, you, you can know? draft all these yeah. guys and, you know, they, right. you know, they take a little bit to get to that point. When you have a guy that's there playing that kind yeah. of, you know, it, it's a little strange. It's a little strange. Very, um, very weird. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, a lot more moves. Let's, let's take our last break here and uh, um, we'll, we'll, we'll come back strong. And, and always remember, Rich, listen to side two of Led Zeppelin four. When ordering food, you find out what she wants, then order for the both of you. It's a classy move. Now, the lady will have the linguine and white clam sauce and a Coke with no ice. Hey, this is Robert Roman. This is Mike DeMond from Fast Times. Where's Von Hein? I'd like to chat, but I'm really kind of busy. I'm listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. I say I'm moving in stereo.
Okay, welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. Pat Catello, Rich Van Zandt, as we come to the final stretch here. And, uh, Rich, the reason why I wanted to quick grab our break uh, now is because uh, I want to wrap up strong with a lot of moves, and I know one uh, that should certainly pique your interest because I know you were very critical of the running game last year. Dolphins make a big splash, uh, and they get Chase Edmonds uh, from the Cardinals, and I want to know, you know, how, how much do you think this solidifies your running uh, ability with the offensive I weapons that you have, I should say. We, we, signed pretty we signed another one, too, didn't we? Did we sign two guys? Yeah, but this is the, the I mean, they, they, you did. You, you got yeah, Mostart, most Raheem Mostart. Yeah, yeah, Raheem Mostart. We'll get to him. But, uh, we had him before, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the, you know, but Chase yeah. Edmonds, you know, this is a guy that I think played 11 games, had almost 600 yards. So, um, and and you and you have a lot of offensive talent. So, you know, this 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 is somebody that it's may be able to. It's, yeah. it's really got to help. I mean, I don't think we're going to be inept in the running back field anymore. You know, that, that's what I want. That's why I want to take. That's why I wanted to ask you. Like, you you should be yes. happy that with this, right? That was one of the positions I was talking about. Yeah, hey, I was. That was one of the positions I think we addressed without the draft that we did a good job with. You know. That we yeah. solidified three big problems, I think, with the you know with free agency, and I think that really did a good job. Good, good. Okay, um, next next the Dolphins franchised uh, Mike Gesicki. So uh, you know the, we thought he was going to be gone. And I thought he'd be gone, but you know, hey, he may be gone after this year. It depends. Like yeah, it, it depends if somebody else emerges that they can get away with. You know, not paying right. him, but they don't want but, to pay him. You know, it's, it's the handwriting's on the wall for that. Yeah, yeah, it is on the wall for that. But at the very least, you have Mike Gusecki going yeah, into this year, and yes. hopefully, you right. know, he has a good year, and hopefully they're able to sign him. But we both think that that's probably um, more common not to happen. But we'll we'll see. We'll see how that shakes out. But. He's one of the yep. better tight ends in football, so it's going to be it's going to be a stacked offensive team this year for Tua, and uh, you know uh, hopefully this is all going to translate nicely. Um, now they also not unrestricted free agents, you know. Yeah. The draft. Yeah, they they did, which I don't really know anything about, so <laughs> I'm not going to really get too much into them because. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what you do when you have four draft picks. You gotta. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of teams do that, and you will get talent out of that. I'm not downing it. I'm not downing it. That's very smart. I just don't know anything about it, and I'm not going to pretend that I do. So, sometimes you sometimes you get a starter and a whole favor out of that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, no doubt about it. Now they extended a second round tender on uh, Nick Needham. So something like that. Um, may seem like you know, and uh, we both had we both have a love hate relationship with Nick Needham. Uh, Nick Needham's the kind of guy that can hit like a truck and make some big plays, but can also be very exposed at times. <laughs> so um, you know, I'm I, I'm glad they did because I think he can help out a good defense, um, or he can look really bad in a bad defense. So you know, well, we'll, I can we'll see. Guarantee you that no one. That no one is going to give him a second round pick for Nick Needham, so I think he'll will be a Miami Dolphin this year. Yes, he will be a Miami Dolphin. There's no doubt about it. That's a very good point. Uh, and, and your feelings on signing fullback Alec Ingold? Well, you know what? Nothing. I think that's in a very yes. neglected position, and we we were yes. horrible in short yardage, so I have no yes. problem with that. You know, 
you know? No, you have no you have no problem with that, and I understand why you have no problem with that. And from that uh, standpoint, I can tell you, if you think Alec Ingold's going to be the guy coming in on third and one and fourth and one and banging out the yard and a half, I just don't think it's going to come to fruition. So no, but uh, get your rob the way for that. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe we'll, 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 I do. From from well, I that standpoint, yes, yeah, so you would think that's why they got him. You would think that's why they got him. But history has shown us that in those situations, the guys that should be in there are gone. Yeah. They're not in there. And when they are 100% successful, they trade them to Buffalo. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't have too much excitement on it, but we'll see how it plays out. Now they also resigned. You got it. They also resigned uh, Durham Smythe, which I like because I think that the tight ends were very strong. So stay like with what Smythe. you got. Yeah, I like Smythe yep. too. So happy with that. Um, they signed uh, their guard Connor Williams, um, and so you know the, this offensive line you know needs to have depth and uh, and, and 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 starting guys as well. Um, so. You know, you got your guard there. Uh, they still need to to do something, but this is a veteran, you know. Um, yeah. So, you know, whatever. Um, let me just state it now because they really don't have a center. They have one center right now. They have one center. Uh, if you want to look at a glaring yeah. a glaring problem, that's your problem, right? We both kind of agree with that. Yeah. I mean, you 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 don't really have a center. One of, the, one of the unrestricted free agents is a center, though. Oh, you know, great, great. So that, that should just, be the guy. Let me, let me tell you, the reason why I bring this up, because I think there's a center out there. I think there's a good center out there. And I think the Dolphins should go after him. J.C. Treader was cut by the Browns, and he's not okay. cheap. I love the Tampa Bay Buccaneers center. They, he's going back to Tampa. I thought the Dolphins might be able to get him. But this is a bona fide center. This is a real center, and he wa- I know he's going to want – he was cut for salary reasons, and I know sure. he's got a high price tag. But honestly, if the Dolphins – the next time we talk, if the Dolphins finalize their last free agent move and bring this guy in, I think it would be tremendous because this is a veteran center that's a real center. You can play around with Dieter, move him to another position. This would really solidify your offensive line with all the yeah, other things that you had. So, you know, that, that's why I'm bringing it up now, and we'll, that's and we'll why, see. That's why I was flipping last year when, you know, we, we could have, we like, drafted the, uh, the center from Alabama. And, and we took, uh, well, 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 that's drafting, though. Yeah. That's drafting, though. And you know that's yeah. always a crapshoot. And I looked at I looked at all the Alabama centers. I mean, all the Alabama offensive linemen, and they're like half and half. So they, they, they didn't do as good as I thought they would. But um, but you know they're young, and you know how that works. That's why I'm saying this is yeah. a guy that's a bona fide veteran center. You know what you're going to get. You don't, yes, he's yep. there already. So uh, I'm really hoping they do make that move. Um, now you had said uh, you know running back they they signed Raheem Mostert. Um, so he's back, and, uh, you know, uh, I mean, he's had knee problems. I think that's the thing with him, right? But um, Is Gaskin gone? No. Yeah, he's back. He's back. He's back. He's too? back. Okay. I think, yeah, he's back. I think you've got, you got a lot there. So obviously you know, some of these guys are not going to be there opening day, but he's back. So, yeah. um, you know, you got him. They restructured uh, Byron Jones' contract, which – 
is probably the reason why Xavier Howard has been acting like he's been acting for two two years, right? I mean, you, you can't have a guy uh, getting higher salary in your secondary than him, right? I mean, this guy you know, was the highest-paid guy on the team for a short while. I mean, I know. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, so they, that was that was something that needed to be done. Um, now, I was very, you know, content with this because obviously they played so many games punting-wise, but they signed Thomas Morstead, who was the Saints punter. So you got a legitimate punter back. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the rumored one that we were going to yeah, that we were going to drop and high. around the Bills. Yeah, yeah, really and, and, and really high. Yeah, four punters, four punters were drafted. This guy's supposed to be amazing, right? They say he's, yeah, he's 20, 21 years old or something like that, and yeah, he he, he kicked a seventy-five yarder last year. Yeah, I seen it. I seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah there's no doubt about it. I mean, uh, listen, if you weren't gonna get him, or you you know, they didn't have a lot of draft picks. Um, signing Morstead seems like a good good move. It's better than what we had. I was not happy with our punting last year. Our punting last At year all. was terrible. It was terrible. Atrocious. Not yeah. only that, I don't even think you can name the punter. How about that? I'm going to take you off the hook. I'm going to take you off the hook and yeah. say Michael Pilardi. How about that? It was the dopey Flores with the lefty Belichick thing. You have to get a lefty yeah. punter. You know, there was no reason Very to overrated. You know, mess with that. There was no reason to mess with that position. We were fine yeah. with uh, the other guy. Now, big splash and wide receiver, they signed Cedric Wilson Jr., Rich. So, you know, he's a name. We both have a, 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 a very uh, – we have a mutual friend in uh, Stevie Vegas that, you know, likes this kid a lot, right? He's a big Dallas guy. Yep. And, uh, yep. you know, so this may not be an overlooked move here. No, it's a very good move, actually. It solidifies and, the whole receiver for you're very deep wide receivers, so for him to yeah. come on, uh, you know, this is going to be, this is going to be real interesting. And then with the draft pick, I mean, they got 19 wide receivers. Preston Williams isn't exactly, you know, too strong right now. I, I mean, I wouldn't feel too too relaxed. They re-signed the Landon Roberts. He's on the bubble. Yeah, he's he's in the bubble. And you figure the yeah. kid they drafted is probably a practice squad guy. You know, I can't imagine yeah. him being on the roster. You know. No, probably not. But um, they I resigned the Landon Roberts. I think, I think the other weird, yeah, that was a, that was a good one. The other weird one over the weekend was the Ravens, right? With Hollywood Brown. Him that came out of nowhere play. for me. That came out of nowhere for me. That's their best and, player on the team. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I go that far, but he's 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 good. I mean, he's definitely a talented kid. And um, I, am I hearing that? I don't know. Did I hear DeAndre Hopkins? Is there something going on there? Did he get yeah, he's was there suspended for six games? He is. Yeah, six games he, he got suspended, yeah, right? First six games he's suspended for, yeah. Yep. Wow. That that team's in bad shape right now with the Tyler, Tyler Murray situation. Now, your best wide receiver, uh, you know, six games there. Uh, I don't know. I guess they knew that going in. It's weird. Very strange. They but, must have known it um, to make that move. They you must know? have. That's they why I said that. Coming down. Yeah, yeah right. That's why, that's why I said that. It seems like they had to. Yeah. Right? But, uh, I mean, I'm they make just it... shocked. What, what, 
How did the Ravens trade their biggest playmaker? I don't get that. It yeah, I mean, it seems sense. like. Listen, they they got him for a song. They drafted him last year. They got him. They got him for a song, and then to just like give him away, it just doesn't make any both sense. Both the Ravens, both the Ravens and the Titans. Yeah, yeah it's weird. The wide well, receivers well, you know, the last three well, years Brown, is Malcolm the commodity. Not ready to be paid. He's not ready to be paid yet. You know what I'm saying? No, no, he's still. You know, he's AJ still Brown on the you know, million dollars. Right. Yeah. You know, they signed him to a, yep. You know, he got four. Four years, $100 million, $25 million. Yeah, they would have had another year with Hollywood Brown before they would have had to really yeah. deal with it. Um, yeah, wide receivers right now are the hot commodity. I mean, they're, they're, the, they're the hot commodity in the league. Randy Moss and, and you know, like, well, these guys must be going crazy because the salaries these guys are getting is insane. Well, it's quarterback right, money. It's nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. He's, yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. I've seen that. Oh, well, we made some, we we made some moves there as well. We limited our wide receiver. We traded Devontae Parker to New England, and you know, we both said, I, you know, okay, you're gonna trade him. You got not much for him, but to trade him there, you know, he's got two good games in him. <laughs> I don't know why you would trade him there. Why would you trade him there? I would trade him anywhere else in the league, not there. You know. I, would, I, mean, they, I wouldn't trade him to anybody in our division, to tell you the truth. No. You know? And here's the deal, Rich. They they really didn't get much for him. What they were able to do was clear up some cap space. So, uh, you know, you, you don't trade him there. And you're not no. getting anything for him. So why do you trade him in your division? Get him out of there. There's got to yeah. be another team that you could have traded him to just to clear up cap room. You didn't get anything for him. 100%. They signed, uh, no, yeah, they signed... They they signed cornerback Keon Crossan, so uh, I don't know much about him. Um, and then they re-signed Preston Williams, like we were saying. So you have a lot yeah. of uh, a lot of receivers, man. You got a lot of receivers. Yeah. Uh, Duke Riley. Is they Isaiah re-signed Ford Duke Riley. Who? <laughs> Isaiah Ford. Isaiah Ford. Well, well that's, that's the thing. No, that, that's the thing. And I've I seen that. And uh, my point was uh, with Isaiah Ford, have we seen the end of Isaiah Ford? And I think I think there's a good chance that we have. I think the Isaiah I, I think, Ford I, era. I think he lives like five minutes from the stadium waiting for the phone call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think this is the end of the Isaiah Ford era. So uh, Duke Riley, you re-signed Sam McGuavin. Uh, you re-signed uh, Brennan Scarlett, the linebacker, defensive uh, tackle John Jenkins. They re-signed him back. They signed the wide receiver Trent Sherfeld. So uh, I, I don't really know. You know that's going to be tough, other than special teams, right, for him to make the team. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, either um, make the team. Elijah Campbell, the D back, uh, and uh, they re-signed uh, Ahmed. So. You know they they're they're still pretty strong there. Um, they so released Lard Jesse Davis. What's that? Yeah, I know that. Lard is gone. <laughs> yeah, yes, I think he's gone. Uh, they, in fact, I know he's gone. Didn't he go to Buffalo or something like that? Did he really? I thought so. Um, he went to they, I think so. Uh, they released Jesse Davis <laughs> and. Uh, they re-signed Sheldrick Redwine. I know he's a favorite of yours. Uh, and uh, they released. We still have a we still have a very highly drafted tight end that we've never seen on the field from last year. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, maybe we get uh, to see a look at him. 
I still say I still say that you know that they think Hunter Long will be the replacement for Gasecki. Well, I, I think that. we'll see that. Oh, so well, yeah, we'll 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 see. Um, and they released uh, Alan Hearns. So that's basically where you stand right now. Um, and uh, and there's a big announcement that's coming Wednesday, Rich, which I know you're going to love, and I'm sure you know about it. They're going to announce all the international games. <laughs> so, so, so dress warm. <laughs> you dress warm. Where are we going this time, Antarctica? <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, they're, they're going somewhere, that's for sure. They're 100% on that list. (laughs) And if they're able to be on that list twice, they will be. So there's that. Um, You know, so maybe, uh, I don't know. You know, like those old variety shows where the guy came out dancing with a lampshade on his head? Ross would do that for Goodell. Another Super Bowl, Miami. Oh, boy. And on that note, just want to say very nice to see Zonk come out. And uh, present the pick. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was uh, but that yeah. wasn't the monumental moment of the trial. No, it wasn't. Go ahead. I'll let you end the show with Ed Marinaro. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Ed Marinaro got the hook. Hey, he lucky Trump Barris wasn't still alive. Yes. Yes. And you know I have a good Ed Marinaro story, but unfortunately we're out of time, so I'll have to wait till another uh, moment. So uh, we'll see you soon and uh, be able to, uh, to grade some of these guys very shortly. But thanks for joining us, everybody, and we'll, we'll, we'll see you shortly on the next Miami Dolphins Legends show. Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own boy. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power on. Thank you. 